Brendan to get carried away, is it? No, not at all. What a time to be alive. Steven's the goal. Disposal efficiency. Pressure point. Episode 62 of the Pressure Point podcast. What a weekend of footy. Uh, even with all the COVID chaos that's going on, it's, uh, it was a great weekend, very enjoyable. Both our teams won. Um, great weekend in general, to be honest. I'm, I'm up and about. Mate, it felt good to watch the footy again. Yeah. First time in four weeks for me. It was good to see Richmond get back on the winner's list and then back it up the next day with a Carlton win. It's always good for the both of us. But yeah, you're right. Unreal week of footy. A lot of ups and downs, a few surprising results, a few comebacks. Um, and no, it was good to watch. It was. It was. Um, but yeah, as I said just before the um, footy got got um, COVID back in its life and it's uh, caused a lot of chaos and a lot of teams relocating and a lot of Victorian teams up to Queensland and playing in front of empty stadiums in uh, in Victoria. So it's back again and um, who knows what's going to happen from here as well. I know there's a lot of round 20 games have been pushed forward to round 19 and um, there's talk of another footy frenzy and... Um, as we saw on the weekend, some players had to be pulled out from games. Like it's it's getting very close to almost not being able to, you know, play out games. Well, yeah, exactly. And there were some big players too, and Toby Green and Matt mm. DeBall from the Giants are some of the ones that were included there. So that's a big loss for the Giants, obviously. And who knows? They had a thirty-five point lead at one stage against the Swans. You know, we'll touch on it a bit later. But if they had those two boys in the team, then who knows what would have happened? But absolutely right. I've seen some people even suggest that they bring the postseason by just before finals bring it this week and just let everyone have a break try and let COVID pass through before mm. we kick back the season again and honestly I wouldn't mind that um it probably won't happen I'd say not this late in the week well it's early week I guess but not this late in the fixture but it, I wouldn't mind seeing it to be honest gives everyone a bit of a chance to rest and who knows yeah COVID might pass by and we could go back to normal so fingers mm. crossed but it's gonna be interesting to see what they do yeah I mean it's almost it's almost too late to do a footy frenzy just with finals coming up, like teams probably don't want to be playing what, three or four games in two weeks or whatever it was last year. So, um, yeah, so it's, in, it's just in a really difficult spot for the AFL to try work out. I know, like I know the 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 talk of the buy might be the best solution, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's we're almost at that stage now. We just got to just get these games done. I think we just get a bite. Round nineteen this week. Yeah, I think we just got to bite the bullet and keep mm. playing. You can't have a footy frenzy now, as much as I'd love to see one. Yeah, because it's more of a mid-season thing, isn't it? Yeah, but what we forget as well is that the game's been extended this year to regular site length yeah. games. Last year, they were short games yeah. for that reason, so we could do a footy frenzy, but you can't do it, and then you can't all of a sudden turn around and say, we're going back to 16-minute quarters, round 19, it's too late. Mm. So I think the footy frenzy will be out the window, although knowing my luck, they'll bring it in now, I've said that. <laughs> um, I think the buy would be the best option. Yeah. Um, although I don't know if that's going to happen either. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? We'll definitely find out more as the week goes on. Um, but let's talk weekend. And Absolutely. And our team will start with uh, Richmond on was the third? No, Friday night. It was Friday night at Metricon Stadium. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, I thought... I know what you were doing with those buttons there, but I knew something about Richmond was coming up. Oh, I got excited, man. It's been a while. Yeah, Give me yeah. a chance to celebrate. It's been a month, over a month since you last win, so it's, yeah, uh, it's a big since, night for uh, you. Yeah, before the bye, I think it mm. was. So it's been a while since you've had a win, so it was good. Good to be back on the board. And yeah, outstanding. Jack Rewart in his 300th game. Kick six goals. Best on ground, I thought, anyway. How good is he? Oh, he shouldn't be doing that on your 300th. No, no. Yeah. I think three. Uh, he's the third player to do it or fourth player to do yeah. it. I think Kevin Bartlett was one of Eddie the other Betts. ones and Eddie Betts was the other. So I think he's the third person to do yeah. it. Um, but yeah, at that age and at that many games in, you shouldn't be able to kick six goals. And 
he did a great job. He dominated the game. I thought up forward, he was a target every time it went in there, and he was on. Yeah, he was on, on point. And mm. um, I think the rest of the team was as well. It was pretty good to beat a team like Brisbane, considering where mm, we are and definitely. how they are. But um, we big Marbiol. Mate, Marbiol Chol. The difference with him um, having support in the ruck with Nankervis coming back made yeah. all the difference for him. And I, I've said it um, numerous times that when Chol's not the sole ruckman, he's a better player. Um, he, with that support, he just thrives and he doesn't run out of gas as quickly and he can run out a full game. And we saw what happens when he can do that. He dominated the game, kicked four himself and that one from outside 50 on the left boot was pretty unreal as yeah, well. Yeah, it was great. That one? great. All, all four of his goals were super. But this also just highlights how important Nankervis is as well. Oh, absolutely. Well, I've said, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast or not, but I've said it a few times that Nan Kervis, I think, before he got injured, was either the first or second best ruckman in the comp. The only person I think that might have been better than him was Max Gorn. Yep. But I reckon he was the second best ruckman in the comp and arguably the most important ruckman in the comp for what he brings to our side. So he was a massive loss for us the last few weeks and having him back just brings so much more confidence to not only us best fans, but the, the boys as well out there. You can see that they feel that, yep. um, that he's out there. But... In saying that, I feel like every time Richmond have had a win this year, it has come at a cost. And it's probably yeah. come at the biggest cost you could possibly uh, imagine in Dustin Martin. Yeah, definitely the big, the biggest of the lot, I reckon, of your injuries. And it's probably your worst injury you've had in a, a long time. So probably since Alex Rance did his knee, I'd say this would probably be your biggest injury. Absolutely. The only difference was Rance did it at the beginning of the year and gave us a chance to readjust and reset. Whereas Dusty's done it round Just 19. Just before finals and, and end yeah, of the This year. is the yeah. time that Dusty shines. Yeah. Round 19 onwards. So it's, and he never um, misses footy, does he? No, nah, well, I was telling you before, he's, he's missed nine games in his whole career. He's played over 250 games. He's only yep. missed nine games. Um, so to see him now miss the rest of the season and potentially even a bit of preseason they're talking about as well. How bad is this injury? Well, they haven't said what it is. They just said it's a kidney, significant kidney injury, which could mean anything. It could be a kidney oh, infection. Right. It's not an infection, but it could be a, anywhere from an infection to a ruptured kidney. I'm not sure. So he could be out for a while, which, yeah, for someone that's only missed nine games and 250 games, sorry, um, is, yeah, ridiculous. But Richmond's record without Dusty isn't as bad as everyone would think it is. Um, We've played nine games without him and we've won five and lost four. So it's not as bad as you'd think, but come finals time, he's a different player altogether and he hasn't missed a final, so... I don't know. Somehow still win the Norm Smith medal, not playing. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. We won't even make the grand final, yeah. but we'll win the Norm Smith medal somehow. So, yeah, no, that was a shocker. But um, just to get the win anyway was still pretty special and gave us a bit of belief, I think, after a few shocking weeks. And especially with the Cats coming up this week, we needed some uh, confidence. Definitely. Very impressive from the Tigers. And, um, yeah, for mine, Brisbane were probably the best team in the competition about three weeks ago. And um, for you guys to do that in the form that you were in was uh, was very impressive. So, um yeah, gets the big test comes this week, doesn't it, against Geelong. But if you knock them off, then you're well and truly back. Then you're just sitting, you're sitting in your, your old favourite position, eh? Ninth at the Tell moment. You what, it's, uh, so. it's hard to be there. It's hard to be there in ninth. Uh, we're the ninth and the Tigers again. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, nah, we'll, I think we'll be all right if we can string some good performances together for the rest of the year. Yeah, for sure. All right, what about the Blue Baggers? Mate, the Blues. Mate, how good were they? <laughs> I had to give you some love. I had to give you something back. Uh, we were, yeah. It was, um, was it, it was an okay game for the first three quarters. It was pretty, well, Collingwood got out to a little bit of a, like a 20-odd point lead and we sort of just really, we just sort of kept up with them. Um, didn't really threaten them too much until um, probably late in the third quarter where we started making our move and then 
the last quarter we just went absolutely berserk and something we haven't done all season is finish teams off like that and six goals to nothing in the last quarter and geez our big players stood up when we needed them like Sam Walsh is he's not human he's not human I'm running out of words to describe this guy he's <laughs> ridiculous um He's every chance for the Brownlow this year. Has big to chance be. for the Brownlow this year. He's um he's in unbelievable form. He had 38 disposals, like 15, 16 contested, a, a lot of score involvements. Um, and then obviously that clutch goal again in that last quarter was unbelievable. Say, not for the first time. He was completely off balance, and oh, he's just he's got captain written all over him, like superstar player of the game. Um, we've got some music playing in the background there. That's fantastic. Have we? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, whoever's uh, using a soundboard doesn't know what we're they're all, doing. We're all excited about the Blues and we, we love the theme song. So Absolutely. Keep, if you want to play it again, feel free to. Um, but back on Walsh, though, in terms of <laughs> captaincy, it's almost you're almost it's almost um, shattering that Cripps is still so young and you'd imagine would hold on to the captaincy for a while longer. In the I, sense that... Yeah, I don't think Cripps... I don't think I don't think he's not going to be captain. Cripps and Doherty. I don't think the, the captaincy is going to be given up to him. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like it's I'll almost shattering that you won't see Walsh in that role for a while yet. Yeah, those yeah, two in his yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. That's but what I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you won't but, see those two get pushed out. Not at all. Weedering was captain yesterday and did a fantastic Phenomenal. job. So well, Weedering would have been my tip for captain. I feel like he would be captain. Like it's going to be either Walsh Weedering as our next captain, unless they do a dual role again. Maybe, maybe, but so. they're easily. You can absolutely put your house on it. Those one of those two will be the next captain, and. Um, yeah, so they're, they're incredible. Weedering was had another incredible game. He'll easily be All-Australian this year. Sam Walsh will definitely be All-Australian. Then you've got Harry Mackay, who had a very quiet game and then the last quarter kicks four goals. Like That, that is what good players do. They stand up when, when it matters. And he's done that a lot this year, H, where he's had a pretty quiet first half and then goes goes nuts when, when we need him. So he was super in that last quarter. And, um, yeah, he's going to be obviously... He's, I think he's winning the Coleman now by eight or ten goals, so he should win that. He's got a very clear yeah. lead, yeah. And he will be, yeah, all Australian as well. So three all Australians, and um, you know, we should in our ladder position, yeah, we should be higher than where we are on the ladder with with top end talent like that. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't yeah. think your ladder position reflects um, the players in the list that you guys actually yeah. do have. So yeah. plenty to work on though, which is exciting. Looking which is forward, good. we had a lot of players um, out as well. Yesterday, yeah, 100%. So. so, I mean, your two captains were both out. Cripps Doherty was out. Um, we had who else was out? There's a few, there's a few others as well. Um, must have uh, been very important. Very important. Oh, you, you, you've <laughs> actually you've got me here. Oh, Mark Pittnett, who's <laughs> <laughs> a fan favorite here on the well, Pressure I, Point actually, podcast. Just, we before, love just while we're on the blues as well, Charlie Kerner made his long awaited return. He did uh, yesterday in a weird scratch match that they had. Um, with like four different teams. So yeah, it they, was weird. A conjunction of players yeah, from a yeah. bunch of different clubs. So, so that was good to see. For footy, it's just good to have yeah. Charlie Kerno back playing. I think he kicked a goal, if I'm not mistaken. Kicked a goal and he was flying for marks and pulled up really well and, and looked um, like he had no discomfort at all. So Absolutely. that's great. So hopefully we get him back in, in a couple of weeks and he's partnering him up with, with Big Harry up forward. That'd be scary. Oh, I'll tell you what, though, just make sure you're keeping him out of the shower because he's every chance yeah. to slip and do a or knee Or a staircase again, or, a staircase or, anything, or yeah. playing basketball yeah. or... You're the most delicate man in Australia, he is. Absolutely. So. Put him on ice, put him in bubble wrap, whatever you're <laughs> going to do, just keep him from getting injured. So. Yeah. So, no, nah, but it was, it was a great day to be a, a Carlton fan yesterday, especially beating Collingwood. It's always nice. Um, you know, Essendon's probably overtaken them as our biggest rival, but we still hate them. So it was, it was great. It's always, we hadn't beaten Collingwood since uh, 2017 um, when Daisy Thomas did that massive candy. That's right. So, yeah. Um, so the it's only been a long time. The good thing Daisy Thomas did at Carlton. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good in his last game, actually. But his last game, he was actually that, very good. Is, uh, yeah, that's probably, it's probably his highlight. So, But, nah, good to beat Collingwood. And, I mean, they were pretty poor. They just stopped in the last quarter, I guess. They were, they were good in the first half, but they just... They were good in the first half. Completely stopped. They did, which is unlike them, because if you look at the last two weeks mm. against St Kilda, where they just narrowly lost, and then Richmond the week, they came from behind and beat us in the last. So you, you expected them to pull out something big in the last quarter, but they had no answers for what you guys were delivering. Yeah, exactly. So, nah, good win and um, keeps us in the hunt, keeps us in the hunt for the finals. So we're only a game out. Not saying we're going to make it, um, but, mate, we're only a game out with, uh, you know, only a handful of games left. So that's... There's a lot of teams squeezing yeah, for that exactly. spot. Exactly, it's going to be it's going to be a real tight finish. So just to name a few of the top of my head, you got Carlton now, Richmond, Essendon, Freo, Giants, West Coast, Saints. There's like seven clubs yeah. all fighting. All for the within one. like four or six points of each other. Yeah, yeah if that. So there's, yeah. yeah, it's going to be a very very tight finish for the uh, the final eight yeah. come the end of the year. Yeah, going to be very exciting. Um, we're still on the pies. We've got a big guest coming on, do we? We do, we do. We have a passionate man. He's one of the one of the classic long-time listener, first-time callers in uh, Max Robinson, good mate of mine, who's a passionate pies man. And he hasn't liked what I've had to say about the pies the last few weeks. He's been pretty vocal about the fact that I uh, haven't given them much respect. And um, even Jordan Dugowie, I was quick to say that he was overrated earlier this year, but with the performances he's been dishing up, um, I probably can't say that anymore. And uh, yeah, he wanted to get on and have a chat and sort of voice his opinions on the pies. So we'll get him on now. No, he's pretty eager to do so. Let's get him. Here he is. Hello, Max speaking. <laughs> oh, this guy answers like that. <laughs> Very professional. So, oh. so who's calling, sorry? <laughs> G'day, mate. See, I got your call. We're from the Pressure Point Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I knew, knew it was Matt Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> mate, we're just How talking you about your pies. We're good, thanks, mate. We're good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Uh, oh, yeah, what were you saying about them? Well, I was, things, I, hope. I was just saying that uh, you've been pretty vocal about the fact that I haven't had much nice, to, many nice things to say about the pies, and you've been a bit upset with it. And I, I did, um, I did admit that I was wrong about my um, Jordan Dugowie call when I said he was a bit overrated. I, I'll, I'll admit my faults there. Um, but we're talking about yep. yesterday's game, and probably the last few weeks you've been pretty dominant in last quarters when you came back against the Saints, you came back against the Tigers, but then yesterday um, not much happened in the last quarter for you guys. What, what, did you, what did you put it down to? What were your thoughts on the game as a whole yesterday, I should ask first? I mean, well, the game as a whole, I thought we played a good half. I don't know. We just seemed to have control over the first half, but couldn't really put the Blues away at all, and they kind of kept finding a way to get back and stick around. And then... I don't know. We just looked gassed in the fourth. Carlton looked a lot better. I mean, we couldn't get any run out of the back line or anything. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't help when Harry Mackay has, what, four touches in the last quarter and all of them were goals from set shots. So it's hard to stop something It's like lacking, I think, a little bit of um, consistency from that back line, which is probably due to the fact that we've had a few injuries. I know Quinn likes to talk about Richmond's injuries when they lose. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, missing two All-Australian caliber players back there with... Um, Darcy Moore and Jeremy Howe, so I think it's shown it a little bit. No, absolutely. Mm. I mean, like yeah. you said, I do talk about Richmond's injuries quite a bit, and at the moment we're feeling them in our back line, so I can I do, can and do understand just how, how influential a, you know, a, an experienced back line can be and how much it can change a game, so I do feel you there. I know Marcus yeah. is sitting here smirking because he's still pretty happy with yesterday's <laughs> win. I know he's got something oh, to yeah, say. He has a right to be. I mean, 
I'm just laughing yeah. because Quinn somehow brought Richmond back into a, a topic ah. again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always. Uh, what did he last week? He bought it um, during the West Coast preview or something. Yeah. Stuff, was... Then reverts back to Richmond. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. Seamless. You almost, you almost miss it. <laughs> You're good at it. It's like three weeks yeah. in a row now. It's so. a talent. I can always somehow revert the conversation <laughs> back to the Tigers. Yeah, nah. What did you take away from the game, Marcus? What did you think about it all? Yeah, I thought the first half it was it was very concerning from a Carlton point of view. Like you guys were running all over us. Brody Grundy was um, absolutely dominating. He was playing like a midfielder. It was crazy. And then, um, yeah, then we sort of started wrestling it back in the third quarter. We were starting to get on top. And then the last quarter, yeah, it was just I don't know. If it was just a mixture of our top players just getting on top and running out the game a little bit better. And you guys just just stopped. Really, it was well, like you guys I- had just had literally nothing left in the tank. Yeah, it looked like Brody Grundy chucked the um the old lead boots on or something at halftime because I don't think he did anything in the second half. We did, it was yeah. pretty much the same against St Kilda as well. He just looked, I don't know, at certain points of the game, he just looked very, very flat and tired. And I'm not sure what that is, if he's not getting much of a chop out in the ruck or anything. Or, yeah, he just doesn't look the same. doesn't look as dominant for a full game of footy, which is a bit concerning, I guess. Well, that's what I was about to ask. Do you think it's the fact that the support he's getting in the ruck isn't quite there or isn't quite what it used to be? And that's why he's struggling. I mean, <laughs> reverting back to Richmond again, <laughs> Marcus and I were just speaking about the fact that Marbio Chol had a really good game. And I was saying it's because he had that ruck support and Toby Nankervis come back in. And I'm wondering, is it Grundy having the same sort of issue where he's not getting the support that he needs? And that's why he's starting to look flat later in games. Would you... Would you consider bringing someone in, and I hate this guy, but would you consider bringing someone like a Mason Cox into the side just for a, a tap out in the ruck? Now, what's your qualm with Mason Cox? Why do you have to reiterate the fact yeah, that you dislike the so guy? Much. Yeah. If you have to ask why I hate him so much and you shouldn't be on this <laughs> listening to this podcast in the first place, so we'll skip past that question. I asked I mean, you the questions, mate. <laughs> um, look, I think there's another guy we've got, Max Lynch, I probably would put in personally. I think he can just do a little bit more. Um, but I guess they probably don't choose him because he's probably not as much of a forward threat as Mason Cox, I guess, on paper looks like he should be. Yeah, maybe we do need to introduce like another tall to be like a backup, backup Ruckman to Grunny, just give him some relief. Because, yeah, it looks pretty tough out there for him when you're watching. I think we might have only had like three or four touches in the second half of footy. So, yeah, it was rough watching him because I went to the St Kilda game and just watching him, like, he was like struggling to get to a contest. So, um, he definitely needs a chop out there, I think. He does look very heavy-footed. And then mm. the other player I wanted to ask you about, and I mentioned him before as well, because, like I said, I can admit when I'm wrong, and I was very wrong about Jordan Dugowie. I think since round 13, he's averaged 31 disposals in the midfield, and he's found a completely new role. You'd yeah. be pretty happy with what you're seeing from Dugowie, uh, or Dupuy, as we call him on this podcast. Where'd you get that stat from, by the way? It's an impressive one. Did you come up with that yourself? or I do my stats research. Oh, yeah, was that on the 7 AFL Facebook page or something? <laughs> oh, look, if, if they've found out as well, that's, you know, kudos to them, mate. But I, <laughs> I found it out. Yeah, you told me that on the phone earlier uh, when you called me before. And I was like, oh, wow, he's done well to get that one. And then went on Facebook the very next minute and I saw it. It was the first thing that popped up. <laughs> um, oh, what are yeah. the chances? <laughs> no, I'm very impressed with what I'm seeing. Um, I think they probably offered him the big money under the assumption that he was going to start playing the midfield minutes, and I guess Buckley wasn't really giving him a great deal towards the start of the season, whether or not that was like just due to his maybe fitness levels or something that they didn't want to run him through there. Um, yeah, since round 13, they've been putting him in there, but he's looked very, very handy. 
Very handy. He did look a little bit slower at the beginning of the year, so I think he might be spot on about the fitness levels there because he did look a little bit... Yeah, I don't know, probably just not quite ready for the midfield, but he's obviously gelled into that role really nicely. Yeah. Now... Yeah. Well, I was just going to ask, but you're going to... like He's obviously very good at forward as well. Um, You're going to miss that that mercurialness that he brings to the forward line as well because he can kick goals and win games off his own boot from, from inside 50. Yeah, a little bit like Dusty, I would say, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree, Quinn? Kmart Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were say that. <laughs> Kmart Dusty, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, considering we've been struggling to put scores on the board all season, um, probably will miss that a little bit. But I think what he provides going into the forward line just as good. I mean, he had like eight or something score involvements I saw on the weekend. So, I mean, as long as he's impacting the game and being influential, I think that's all we can ask for at this stage and try and maybe recruit some uh, handy forwards or even just a big key target down forward like you, you boys got in Mackay. Well, you got another Dacos coming into the side um, pretty soon by the looks of things. You'd be pretty excited about that as well. And potentially if they put him up forward, you know, exclusively for the first season or so, um, yeah. he'd be pretty dangerous too. Yeah, no, very, don't jinx it, mate. Like, it's not set in stone yet, so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think we just, need, we just need, like, a perennial full forward. We don't really have anyone, haven't had anyone for a while. But, I mean, last one off the top of my head going to think of is Travis Cloak, and he was, yeah, probably the last big forward that we've had that's just been a bit of a force and a target down there. And then we've just been making do just, with like hodgepodge players that are kind of there, kind of not or not ready yet. And it just hasn't really worked for us. My, my check's been okay, but he's not that big, big bustling forward, is he? Nah, like I, I looked at his stats because he's been kicking goals and he's still like 190 something centimetres. But yeah, he just not as, he's not the big body that you kind of want down there. But um, yeah, as far as like a second option, he's very, very handy, I'd say. I was about to say, I think if you had another big option there, he would excel even more so than he's already doing because I think he plays quite well considering his size and considering what he has around him but I think with another big key forward um, my check would thrive and would the numbers that he kicks would go through the roof I reckon especially with uh, the midfield the weight the one you guys have got at the moment you've had Taylor Adams out for a lot of the season he was back and he was pretty influential on the weekend as well yeah um, although you guys yeah. did lose Josh Thomas as well too was it concussion I think did you say concussion, that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I mean yeah he's yeah Josh Thomas I wouldn't say he's been a He's been handy, but he hasn't been like a, I mean, full-time player for his whole career. He's been in and out a little bit, um, a little bit inconsistent. But, um, yeah, shame he played a decent game, I think, last week against you guys. So, shame that he was out yeah. this week. Oh, he played, did he play a little bit? I can't remember. Or was he fully no, out? I think he, I think he was out there. I can't oh, – oh, yeah, I think he was out there. Jeez, I can't remember, to be honest. I tried to put that game behind me, to be honest, mate. Yeah. Why are you, gonna, you, you talk about me being good at bringing Richmond up. Look what you've just done. <laughs> Just An easy awesome. target. Yeah, just curious. <laughs> just, just curious. Um, yeah. And I was also, another one, I was, this is something I wanted to mention with Collingwood supporters because I was talking about it this morning, actually, and that's with Scott Pendlebury because he, I feel like, is just so consistent every week. And I feel like one of the biggest tragedies in football will be that you'd imagine at this stage in his career anyway that Pendlebury won't finish with a Brownlow medal. Yeah. Um, he has to be one of the most consistent players to ever play the game and probably the most deserving that I can think of that doesn't have one. Would you agree with that? Uh, strongly agree, yeah. Strongly agree. Yeah, he's, he's won everything I mean, else. Yeah, week in, week line. out. Yeah. He's just, yeah, on his game. He'll have like maybe one game a season where he just doesn't look like Scott Pendlebury, but then the next week he's back to doing Scott Pendlebury things. So, um, he's just got so much space and traffic too. 
yeah, I mean, he's, how old is he now? He'd be like mid thirties or something. I think yeah, yeah he'd be thirty three, thirty four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say about yeah. that. So we'll see how many seasons he's got left. Because, but I think it's just having him as like a mentor for some of those younger players in the midfield and around the ground. It's um, it's definitely be worth keeping around as well. Well, the thing is with him, he doesn't look like he's slowed down at all. So no, some well, guys yeah. get to that age. I mean, I know we were talking about Cochin last week and how Cochin slowed <laughs> down at that age. Yeah, back what to Richmond. <laughs> of course. I told you, mate, there's the, I'll always find a way. No, but I'm just saying in similar age bracket, him and Cochin, and we, people talking about Cochin slowing down, and you know, but Pendlebury, you, you haven't seen it from him. You don't see that, um, yeah, the age getting to him at all. Yeah, I, I think it's because his game's not evolved around like a highly athletic um speed burst kind of game he's more of like a just you know finds space and time somewhere and somehow um and it's more like a skill base i'd say rather than an athletic so i think with players like those kind of players um that their their prime doesn't end as quickly or as harshly as some other players absolutely and i think today's day and age too with all the recovery that they're doing you can last a lot longer than you used to in the old days and i did just look it up he's 33 so he's doing Uh, pretty good for a 33 year old Thank you, thank you, thank you, two man on the stats. That's right. I told you I'm a stats man. <laughs> In case you missed it earlier, Jordan Go is averaging 31 disposals since round 13. So yeah, that's, that's I'm, you've heard it just, first. I'm just on the seven AFL page, and I didn't see anywhere about Scott Pendlebury's age. So you've done well there. You've actually looked it up. Absolutely, mate. Just don't check Fox Footy's page. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Max, uh, as you know, because you're an avid listener, we do have a little segment on the podcast called The Pressure Cooker, um, yep. which we put a lot of guests through. So we're going to bring you through The Pressure Cooker, mate, and ask you a few rapid-fire questions and uh, see what you come up with. So without further ado... Oh, yeah, give me that intro. <laughs> I know it's your favourite song. Oh, yeah, The Fortunate Son, Creedence Clearwater. <laughs> All right, I'll kick us off. If you had to delist one player in your team, who would it be? Oh, that's an easy one. It'd be Joe. <laughs> Not biting. <laughs> no, nah, Mason Cox. I'd probably Mason Cox, I'd say. Absolutely. All right. Well, on the other hand, if you could add one player other than Joe, who would it be? Um, oh, I feel like Petrarca, but I mean, after what I saw from Walsh on the weekend, probably Walsh. It was pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, he was great, wasn't he? A couple of years yeah. younger as well. Yeah. Got an extra season or two out of him. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure well, he yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> um, which team do you love beating the most? Um, oh, probably Richmond. I mean, last week I was very up and about. It was good to see and always am after beating Richmond. I mean, that prelim the other year was pretty good as well. That was a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a sore bottom, as, they, as you said <laughs> yeah, last week. Feel, yeah, it feels sore bottom to look like. <laughs> I would have thought you were going to go for Melbourne there, mate. I thought you, you know, you love beating Melbourne, but all right, you've gone the Tigers, and uh, we'll finish with the last question. And I know we, I know you already know what's coming up, so you know, get your answer prepared. But who's your favourite Pressure Point co-host? Um, oh, I have to say Marcus. He seems to come into the podcast a little bit more prepared. So how do you? How do you oh, thank up? you. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome, Marcus. <laughs> If, if, if only you saw the setup before the show. If only you saw what actually goes on behind the scenes. What you you on the seven AFL Facebook page and Fox Twitter just looking up every post. Yeah, that's still prep, mate. That's preparation. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He's got a sticky note in front of him saying when to bring Richmond into this topic. Yeah, yeah. How can and I bring the, Richmond into the, this segment? And then thank the sponsors, and he only looks at it until the end. <laughs> 
Goins. Oh, mate. Well, thanks for jumping on, mate. I appreciate you uh, having a chat about the pies. And, um, you know, didn't have much bad to say about him today. I'll let you do all the talking. So um, that's that you'll be happy with that. Oh, well, thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me on. And uh, congratulations to the win on the weekend, Marcus. It was uh, not a bad little display. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Max. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pretty happy with it. Pretty proud of my performance. So, uh, <laughs> 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 supported hard. Yeah. 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 Nah, it was yeah. good. Nah, thanks for coming on, mate. Much appreciated. No Pleasure, boys. Always good to chat to you, too. Thanks, Max. Cheers. Speak to you right. soon, mate. Catch out. Well, geez, fun. we called him on his footy knowledge. I knew nothing about footy. <laughs> no, that was great. That Had to say great. that. No, no, that was good. It was good to have a. It's good to have a pie supporter on as well because, yeah. um, like we said, we have, I have been talking a bit of shit about them last few yeah, weeks. Yeah. So it was good to actually get a Collingwood supporter's perspective and, um, you know, just see where they're at as a list point of view and how they're traveling throughout the season. So that was good. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. All right, well, uh, probably should move on. We've spoken about Collingwood and Carlton and Richmond for a long time now. So oh, Richmond won't stop. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Saints. And um, I would, but I'm not prepared for the Saints. Let's see, so. <laughs> let's see if we can get Richmond into this this topic. But uh, but no, the Saints they are uh, they almost they almost had Port, and if they were able to knock them off, they'd be sitting in the eight right now. Absolutely. So. And then I know we spoke about it last week and said, are they back? If they had beaten Port, you'd almost say yes. Yeah. You'd almost safely say yes. I mean, yeah. you look at the teams that they've beaten. Um, Brisbane was probably the one. Brisbane was probably the the impressive one, and then after that, it was really it was Collingwood, Richmond, um, and then they, you know they could have had Port and uh, Am- yep. Port and Brisbane two weeks in a row, and that would have been really impressive. Yeah, for sure. But they are back in the pack with um, all those teams that we mentioned before. So just some of their turnovers though, in that game was so costly, especially late. Um, almost gifted Port Adelaide some goals there. So, um, but yeah, no, they're still in the hunt. They're still in the hunt. So um, we'll see how they go. Team that is in the eight though, the Essendon Footy Club. They Jeez. are just silencing all critics and um, us just, being the main ones. Yeah, surpassing all expectations this season. They're um, yeah, they're they're having a great season, and um, Jake String is having an incredible season as well. I think almost going under the radar on how important he is to that team. I mean, yeah. he, he's like I know you can't do the, like the dusty comparisons, but the impact that he's having on that team is, is similar to what like a Dusty Martin would put out. No, the, the impact is yeah. definitely there, hundred yeah. um, percent. I guess it's just more the consistency that Stringer doesn't have that Dusty does. Yeah. But well, you put a few more seasons yeah. like this together, then who knows? But, yeah, no, he's very important for their side. Um, and he's another one, a bit like Dugowie, that we were sort of quick to call overrated and shun a little bit. And then he sort of just proved us wrong as well as the whole team. And yeah. like you said, they're sitting in the eight. And they couldn't they, if they go the rest of the year without winning another game, they'd still be pretty happy. And everyone would oh, still yeah. be pretty impressed with what they've done. So yeah. if they make say the that finals, at round 19. A huge achievement for them. Oh, absolutely. Um and they're every chance to. They've yeah, got a relatively definitely. good, fi- a relatively easy fixture coming yeah. up. So they're every chance to win the, oh, win win the finals, <laughs> make the finals. Sorry, <laughs> winning but, a um, finals a bit much for them. But yeah, yeah uh, they haven't done that. They, they can make it if they want to. But uh, their percentage is really strong as well. So that's going to help them come season's end. But um, no, it was great. And then yeah, uh, Zach Merritt, Darcy Parish, the usual suspects, had another great game against a North team that that were also pretty good. Um, but they were missing a, a couple of key players, which didn't help. But um, yeah, it's gonna, it, that was a good game up in Metricon, and I think the Bombers are almost in the box seat to, to finish eighth. 
fine. Absolutely. Well, and that's the other thing as well as back to North, that they have, they have been good in all their losses, really, apart from that Bulldogs one where they got pumped. And we've mentioned uh, it post before. Post-buy, they've been real good. Yeah, yeah, they've been competitive. They've been in every game. I mean, you, you look at a North game and you can't write them off instantly. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to because they're sitting bottom of the ladder, but you really can't look at them and write them off automatically because they're putting in good performances and they're being really competitive week yeah. in, week out. So, yeah. yeah, they'd be very happy with the way they've been going. Yeah, for sure. The other thing, actually, you mentioned that they played at Metricon. I wanted to ask about it. Why was why do you think some games were moved to Metricon um, and other games were still played in Melbourne at the G? It's a great question. I'm not sure. I mean, you look at Richmond. Um, we got moved. We got moved to yeah to Metricon instead of playing at the G against Brisbane. That, I thought maybe that was to save Brisbane from flying in. Um, so that could be the reason for that one. But then yeah, you look at um, this game here, Essendon North. They were moved. Why? Mm. Why? I know Essendon are staying up there, so they so they might. So whoever they're playing this week is probably going to um, play in, in Queensland, I think. Right. So they've got the Giants this week. The Giants are already up there in Queensland. So I think I think it was more like a, a two or three week plan yeah. that the AFL had where, because I know North are coming back this week to play Carlton, who Carlton are already in Melbourne. So That's right. And I know yeah. and Richmond have flown back as well. Yeah. So that's why I was a bit unsure about yeah, why that so was the case. I'm not but sure. I don't know. Oh, geez, I'd hate to be... Oh, I don't want Working their job. The I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. not um, having a go at them. I yeah. was more just curious if they'd actually announced a reason or not because, yeah. Um, yeah, it was baffling to me. Yeah. Well, what else was baffling? The Giants, 35-point lead they had. They looked like they were going to smash Sydney at, at, up until, you know, halfway through the second quarter. And then Sydney just went on an absolute rampage and stormed home and ended up winning by about 20-odd points. Well, led so. by Tom Papley there at the front. Yeah, he was good, that wasn't goal he? And that goal yeah. in the last quarter yeah. on the boundary. I mean... What better way for a small forward to kick a goal? A yeah. crumb off Buddy Franklin's drop mark from yeah. the boundary line. Little snap. Yeah. Beauty. Um, so good. Yeah, he's fantastic, Tom Papley. But the Swans are great. Um, and to come back from 35 and then win by a convincing margin as well. We said it last week, but they're definitely... They're the real deal. They're definitely the real deal. They're 100% the real deal. And that proves it. To come back yeah. from a, lo- a deficit like that is really impressive. Buddy with four goals. He's closing in on a 1,000. He might do it this well, year. Well, I saw a 7 AFL post today. Yeah, was it Max, not, if you're listening still. 19 goals. 19 yeah. goals with the five games left plus finals. Yeah. He can do it. Absolutely. I, I said earlier this year he's no chance. But And speaking of big game players, they play finals. Buddy Buddy, Buddy Franklin is every chance. 100%. He can five they, or six goals. They, like they'll, they'll, they'll play finals. So you can lock him in for yeah, finals. Yeah, but, but like... But if he... He loves the big stage. Absolutely. You know, you could absolutely. lock him in for a five or six goal haul. But he could have a couple. He could have two five goal games mm. between now and then, and he's already you know ten goals closer. Yep. And needs nine. Like, absolutely, he's a chance. I think he'll do it. Can you imagine it happens on grand final day. Let me tell you, <laughs> if he if he gets no matter what game, if he's on one goal and needs two goals to get to a thousand, I'm doing everything I can to get to yeah. that game. Yeah, I want to run onto the G. I missed it for his hundredth goal in the season. If he kicks a thousand, I want to be there. I want to run on the ground. Well, that's, that's a if, memory. That's if it's at the G. Well. If it's in Melbourne, I yeah. should say. Um, it doesn't help that he plays to the Swans, but if it's and, in Melbourne... And with everything Melbourne, going on at the moment, probably unlikely. Precisely. But yeah. if it is in Melbourne, then yeah, I shall do everything in my power to get on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Geelong had another audacious bid to play at GMHBA Stadium and that got shut down. Absolutely. Now, bringing Richmond back into conversation again. <laughs> of course. I actually... You wrote the note for this. I did write me. the note for this and I've done my preparation, Max. Um, I was actually... I have an opinion on this that is probably going to be surprising for everybody. I think they should have been allowed to play a GMHBA. I don't know why they shouldn't. Well, my re- I know during the season, a regular year, um, it's capacity. You, 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 Richmond Geelong is a sellout game most times. 
they want 99,000 at the mm. jail, you, you know, as close to it as possible. If there's going to be no crowds this week, why would you not play it in Geelong at their home ground? It is their home game. Let them play it there. Am I happy it's not there? Yes. Do I think they deserve it though? Yes, they do. So Makes no sense. No, I don't know why they wouldn't be allowed to play it there. I know they've been fighting for it, um, you know, in, in, in recent times and it was the, the controversial decision to play their final at the G yep. when they had it um, and we beat them. Twice, mm. but um, if you beat them this week, they'll oh, geez, they'll be ferocious. Oh, they'll lose it if we beat them this week. Mm. So yeah, look, disappointing for the cats. I think they deserve to have it at GMHPA, although I'm happy they're not. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, let's move on to round 19. Um, and Big week of footy. There's been a lot of shuffling around of the games, and um, teams are playing at all different times now, and some games from round 20 have been brought in. Um, but Looks like we've still got a traditional time slot of games anyway. So it starts on Friday night between Port Adelaide and Collingwood at Adelaide Oval. Jeez. You can, only, you can only pick Port here, can you? I mean, yeah, I don't want to talk bad about Collingwood after the chat we just had earlier. But, um, yeah, I think you can't look past Port Adelaide in Adelaide. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Saturday afternoon, we've got Carlton and North Melbourne at Marvel. This was meant to be Sunday night, but it's been pushed forward to Saturday afternoon. Not sure why. You guys don't know what to do without a Sunday fixture. We love Sundays. We absolutely love Sundays. So this is going to be weird. Um, I'm very excited by this. I don't have to wait all the way to bloody Sunday night <laughs> like I have been usually. So you it's can get um, the game in early. Exactly. Now, this uh, is one of those ones that I just said. Carlton would be the favourites going into this game, especially after a good win against the Pies. But you can't write North off, can you? No, not at all. But in saying that, Carlton have beaten all the teams that they've meant to beat this year. Yeah. The one, we just can't beat the teams above us. So I'll back us in here. North will give us a, a very good run. They've, as we said, they've been good, but. We should win this. We've got, you know, especially with things to play for now. Um, yeah, I, th- I can't see us losing this one. No, neither can I. I think you guys will win. I think it'll be quite comfortable in the end as well. But the big thing I want to know is, do you reckon the Mackay brothers take each other? Yeah, I think they will. That'd I think be they good will. To the see. build up this week will be good for that. I know they've got some good banter online. So, um, geez, I hope Harry kicks a massive bag on him. That'd oh, be great. It'd be funny to watch. <laughs> it'd be funny to watch. Yeah. But yeah, no, blues for me. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane and the Gold Coast at the Gabba, the Q Clash. That's it, the most important clash of the year, oh, minus the grand final. It's spicy, this it, one. It, it can get spicy. It actually can. The last mm. couple of years, it's been good to watch. But, um, yeah, you can't go past the lines, especially at the Gabba. Yep. Gold Coast have been much better lately, but... Yeah, they have been. Brisbane will be wanting to bounce back ASAP after a couple of couple of bad losses. That's it. Um, Saturday, after, oh, Saturday Twilight, we've got West Coast and St Kilda at Optus Stadium. Now, this is one that we're going to be keeping a close eye on because yeah. they're one of those two teams that are fighting for that eighth spot. Yeah. Do you tip? You can't... Big consequences in yeah, this game. you can't really tip against West Coast and WA, though, can you? It looked like they got a bit, a bit of form back the other night. Yeah, they did. Exactly right. So, I, th- I thought Adelaide were going to beat West Coast last week. So, yeah. they surprised me and I think they'll get another win against the Saints away from home. Yeah. Should get it done at home. Do you um, reckon the loss here for the Saints nearly rules them out? I think... Or, or do you think they need to... This won't be enough to rule them out just yet. The Saints' percentage is so bad. They're almost a game behind where they are. So I think they can't afford to really lose any more games if they really want to play finals. Yeah. Because um, I know we're a game behind the Saints, but our percentage is so much better than theirs. So it's... Yeah. So, so they, they can't... they lose this week, you yeah, jump them like that. Yeah. So. so they can't afford to really lose any more games. And neither can West Coast, really. So huge games coming up now. Um, well, we've got the Salad Dwellers next. We've got Adelaide and Hawthorne. <laughs> Adelaide Oval. Adelaide Oval again. Though. But Hawthorne have been competitive as well. They're another one. I mean, they drew with Melbourne. Yeah, they did very well which on the Which we didn't really speak about much, but they drew yeah. with Melbourne, which was fantastic. I was rooting for Hawthorne High because I like the underdogs sometimes. Yeah. And they obviously were the underdogs going up against Melbourne. But um, 
Look, if it wasn't in Adelaide, I'd be giving Hawthorne a red hot crack at this. But Adelaide Oval, I, I, know, I always tip Adelaide when they're there. Yeah, I think I think Adelaide just only because it's there. Yeah, otherwise, no, yeah, I'll definitely be on on the Hawks after their performance on the weekend. But yeah, I think Adelaide just uh, Saturday night was a huge one. Melbourne and the Bulldogs. Well, this is probably match of the round. Yeah, is it top two on paper? Nah. Yeah, it is top two. Yeah, because yeah, Geelong, Geelong are third, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So um, I know Melbourne. Melbourne touched up the Bulldogs only a few weeks ago at, at Marvel. Um, so it's going to be interesting what happens this time around. At, being at the MCG, you'd think would help Melbourne as well. You'd think so for sure. You'd think so. Um, we we're talking about it before as well, and who, who's the best side in the comp at the moment? And I think we both agreed Geelong are probably yeah at the moment at the informed. moment informed team the best. But these two are not far behind them, if not in front of them, um, depending on your opinion. But this will be a fantastic game. I think. Oh, it's a tough one. I think the form that Melbourne have been in has been a little bit shaky, but then the Dogs has probably been similar, so it's a really tough one to pick. I'm going to go Melbourne because they're at the G. Yeah, only because it's at the G, I think. And I think Melbourne will be wanting to bounce back after their, you'd say, disappointing draw That's against Hawthorne. No, you, they should, they yeah. should not even be close to Hawthorne yeah. um, in terms of whether they're on the ladder. They should have wiped the floor with Hawthorne, and yep. Hawthorne put up a great effort and drew them. So, um, yeah, they'll be wanting to bounce back yep. quite ferociously. Yep. Uh, Sunday, we've got Sydney and Frio at Metricon. I think the Swans here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Frio have been putting in some decent performances, but they really got touched up by oh, the Cats. Yeah. They so got taught a lesson last week. Absolutely. And Sydney are just too good at the moment. And this could be the start of Buddy's little run home yeah. for 1,000. So who knows? And then we've got two games that are yet to be confirmed um, for when they're playing, where they're playing. And... Um, it could be any time of the of the weekend, but at the time of recording, we don't know. So, um, it's Essendon and the Giants. That's I mean, gonna be a good one. It almost, I mean, because Giants can't go back to Sydney, can they? So no. it's going to be a neutral venue for. But it's going to be a great game. This one, very evenly matched teams. Exactly, and once again, another two teams that are in that similar spot fighting for that top eight finish. So, yeah. look, I, it's too hard for me to tip past the Bombers at the moment. Yeah. They're just in good form. Um, I'd love to tip against them, but I don't think I can. Yeah, I mean, I'd love a draw here, to be honest. That would it's, be... It's going gonna, it's gonna to help Carlton, um, a draw here. Giants uh, have had a draw already this year, so another yeah, one would, um, yeah. would hurt them. But, but no, yeah, it would I be good for the Blues. I think the Bombers will win. Um, they've been in great form, so see how they go. Absolutely. And then the final game is Geelong and Richmond. Um, you always what? find a way to bring Richmond back <laughs> in. Right Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Uh, it's at the MCG. I know that's locked in. Um, but we just don't know when it's going to be played. No. So you look at the fixture that we've already got locked in place. The only game scheduled at the G is the Melbourne Bulldogs one on Saturday night. Yeah. So it could really be any any other time other than that. Yeah. So it's up in the air at the moment. Um, but in terms of the game itself, we, we set up already. Geelong are probably the best team in yep. the comp at the moment. You really can't look past them. Yeah, I think Geelong will win. But if Richmond knock them off, they're well and truly back and watch everyone... Start jumping on Richmond to win the flag this year if, <laughs> yeah. if you guys can win this. <laughs> if we beat Brisbane and Geelong two weeks in a row, yeah, the frenzy will go nuts oh, you're again. A, you're absolutely back. But, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see us doing it. I didn't see us doing it last week either, and we did. But yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a tough one for us. Yeah, I think Geelong will win that, and that is all the games for round nineteen. Um, geez, who knows? By the time this episode even comes out, or by the end of the week, who knows what could be happening in the in the world? So um, some of these games might be moved and relocated and. It might not happen at all. Might not happen at all. It might all be empty stadiums. So who knows? Who knows? It could be, yeah, who knows? So we'll um, have to wait and see. But um, 
Let's thank our sponsors before we wrap up. Absolutely. And uh, we've got a little call out on that before that we've forgotten them a couple of times. Max was quick to mention it. So we won't forget him today, obviously. So we'll start with Millie and Ma as per, as per usual. And RetroJet Prints, Goens. Woo! <laughs> It gets better every week. There's it? a different tone that yeah, one. Yeah, that, that was. It was it's almost like you press one of those buttons. That's it. I'm um, to get it on a button. Yeah, you should. Um, but yeah, as we say every week, make sure you leave us a review. Subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share it with your friends. It means a lot. Um, it keeps the episodes running and the podcast thriving. So keep them all coming. Um, but yeah, enjoy round 19. Stay safe and we'll uh, chat next week.